As always, I'm your host, Maze. I'm joined by Dylan again. How's it going, Maze? It's going well. We have... Well, it's been two weeks since our last episode. That's right. I feel like it's the longest break we've had in a very long yeah, time. quite a while. We've yeah. not had a break. Um, and we're here for season three. And also, I should mention, this is episode funny number. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're back for season three. Weird considering that season one was a year ago. Like, we were still doing season one a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Because that's how, <laughs> that's how short... Uh, how long last... The bubble season ran. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are here for our Western Conference preview. There's also going to be another episode up at the same time as this one, which is our Eastern Conference preview. So go have a listen to that after this. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be covering every team, some key points for them, and making a prediction for a player or something for the team for each one. Mine are all stat-focused. Yours vary. They vary. Yeah, there's yeah. some stats. There's some other stuff in there. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get started with the Jazz, though. So uh, the Jazz... Uh, by the way, do, we're doing this based on standings of last year. So yeah. the Jazz were the first seed last year. They're going first. So their guards, their rotational guards are Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson. Their forwards are uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay, Eric Pascal. And their centers are Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Dylan, what, do you, what are some of the key points here? Um, so we're looking at a team that has been together a while now. And it's definitely a veteran group, um, I'd say, with guys like uh, Conley and Ingles and... Um, some other older players on this team. Um, and, I mean, really, is, this team is a finals or bust type team. Is it finals or bust? I think it... I think it's conference finals or bust. I don't know if it's necessarily finals or bust, just because, like, they haven't gone out of the second round yet. Like, this any version of this team, yep. like, even before Mitchell, they didn't make it to the conference finals. Yep. Since Mitchell, they haven't. Um, I think it's conference finals or bust. I don't know if it's quite finals or bust yet, but... I just don't know what conference finals does for this team in terms of like helping them get anywhere like I think competitive conference finals or bust I don't know it's like yeah, maybe like game yeah, seven <laughs> just like some progression I some, guess some progression because yeah. they are stagnant right now they they keep losing in the first or second round um, year after year after year yeah it's just yeah for me it's just that they've got older players on this team that sort of you know they need to make it happen now like a Conference finals really isn't doing anything for them. It's not going to help them develop in any sort of real way. I don't think. Who's really that? Oh, I guess Ingles and um Conley's the one I'm worried about. Right. Yeah. Um, if their starting point guard starts to go fairly soon, there could be trouble. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think one other issue they're kind of having here is their big man rotation isn't any better this year than it has been in the past. Yeah. Uh, they they've got Whiteside back in Gobert, <laughs> which is just great. Um, it's quite hilarious. How do they deal with stretch bigs? Like Gobert struggles with. Your Jokic's and your Embiid's. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside's not going to do any better than him. No, he's going to do worse, in fact. And, like, they don't really have any of those... None of their forwards are really big enough to play center. Like, you can chuck Pascal out there, but I don't know if he'll actually be any good at center. Like, mm. Jokic will just eat him alive and so yeah. will Kat and uh, Embiid or any of those guys, yeah. Yeah. So they are sort of in a weird center rotation at the moment. Yeah, so, like, they haven't improved in... One of their weakest positions, you right. know, the the guys that tend to kill them year after year. Obviously, it was the Clippers that beat them last year, so it, yeah. it was more their uh, wings. But, yeah, they they just keep getting beat by these really great centers. Yeah. Um, and they're not making any progress in that this year, by the looks of it. No, it's a bit a bit the same for them, unfortunately. Um, but in saying all this negative stuff, I also have a, a sort of out there question is, this team is still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um 
But could this be a sneaky MVP year for Donovan Mitchell? I doubt it. Someone who's going to put up a lot of points, mm-hmm. um, probably around the 26, 27 range, I'm assuming. Um, and sort of if this team can be close to a one seed again, I mean, I wouldn't put it out of reach to, that you get some votes at least. Yeah, I mean, you know how MVP is a regular season award? It's like one regular season. It's not yeah. really. It's like, <laughs> I think they, I think people will take into account last postseason and be like, eh, are they any better? Is Mitchell yeah. any better? But kind of thing. Like He was really good in last postseason. Sure, but and like if they make a conference finals this year, then may- maybe next year, or they make a finals, maybe next year he's an MVP candidate. I just don't see it this year. It's because it's like, right. even if he scores a few more points, what else? has he really improved? Are the Jazz going to be any better? I, it's kind of going to be a, we'll believe it when we see it kind of situation. Right, I mean, that that is a fair point, but I think uh, if, they're a, if they're a top seed, and he's like, if he's like sort of shouldering the load, like, like you can see that he's the reason this team is going. Like I right. feel like I feel like he could definitely get some votes. I'm not okay. saying he's going to win it, but I think he could definitely be on the ballot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, as for predictions, so my prediction here is Rudy Gay gets really old really quickly and has career lows in both points and rebounds. I think his assists will go up a little bit. Um, actually, I think his career low in assists is like one point something. So I think he'll still keep above that. But um, yeah, no, he's. I think he's going to have like seven or eight points a game, maybe like three rebounds. Yep. I think a part of that will be due to fit as well. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but my prediction here is that we do see an expiration date on this team. I think it is about time that Conley starts looking old. I think, you know, as sort of as good as Joe has been fighting against the clock, I think we might see him slow down a touch. Mm. Um, slow down? <laughs> yeah. He's pretty slow as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, not a great way to go. Um, but I don't know. There's already been talks of, at least I've seen some stuff of like, Bogdanovich trades, just like, just shaking, shake it up, yeah, yeah. make a um, move. So I think we, I if and I don't see this team being a one seed again, um, definitely. So I think this is definitely a team that we see might have a end date on it. Yeah, yeah. no, I can definitely agree with that. But also, I want to chug in here that Jarrett um, Butler looks like the steal, looks like a steal from this draft. Yeah, I don't know if he's the steal, not the, draft. the steal, but he looks like a yeah. steal. Um, yeah. All of the, oh, by the way, we should preface all these predictions were made before preseason started. Yes, yes, I definitely do want to preface that for someone. Yeah. Um. So we may have been validated or already looking a bit a degree, silly yeah. so far. Um. <laughs> to a degree, of course. Uh, it is only preseason, but yeah, Jared Butler has been filling it up for them. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh. Next up is the Suns. You can take take this one. Uh. Yep. So the Suns pretty much returning. More or less with the same team they had last year. They've obviously got Chris Paul and Cameron Payne. Um, uh, Alfred Payton is joining this team. Uh, Devin Booker and Landry Shamit is also joining this team for their guards. Um, their forwards, uh, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder again. Also Jalen Smith, who's be interesting. Hopefully he gets some minutes. Um, and at center, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, JaVale McGee, also new, and uh, Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank. The Tank, yeah. Yeah, for their big man rotation. Uh. Yeah, I mean, my question kind of here is, can they just recapture the magic of last season? I think they took teams by surprise a little bit last season. Obviously, um, it was a full season, so teams did eventually adjust and be like, hey, the Suns are good. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of same adjustment going to keep up? Is it going to get even more intense? Are they going to be as good as last season? Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of the only real question um, because there's not a lot of room to get better. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> you win the title. It's the only way to get better from last season, really. Right. Um. Actually, I do have a question here. Um, you wrote what improvements come from whom? Is yeah. that? I didn't know you knew how to use the word whom. Is that the correct? Oh, well, I take offense <laughs> to that, Ramiz, honestly. Is that the correct usage of it? You you question it. I question it. I just yeah. threw it in there. Um, but I know what the word means, at least. Yeah. And I, it felt right, so that's why I put it, it in there. It is correct. Oh, well, then go me. 
Yeah, take that, please. Um, yeah, I did write that. That is my question. Is because I think you're right. There's not a lot of uh, improvement to come in terms of results as a season, but I think there's definitely improvement to come from individual players on this team. Uh, notably for me, at least, Mikhail Bridges. Um, yes, hitting a few yep. more shots, maybe being a bit more versatile off the bounce. Um, but also Aiton, if he can sort of take what he did in the playoffs and do it during the regular season consistently. Though uh, we're potentially seeing some issues there in terms of his, oh, right. at least his um, extension-wise. Yeah. Uh, the Suns not super willing to give him the max extension, which he definitely deserves and they definitely should give him. But yes, please don't be silly, Suns. Yeah. <laughs> please pay uh, this man his money. Um, and yeah, I mean, even Booker, maybe he can take another step during the regular season and, um, and sort of continue doing what he did in the playoffs, which is also spectacular. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, what's your prediction? Uh, my prediction here is the Suns have four 15-point-per-game scorers uh, in Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, and Yondre Ayton, uh, which is up from two last year that only averaged over 15. Interesting. I didn't... Yeah, I, I when you said four, I was like, okay, Booker, Ayton, Bridges. I did not think Chris Paul. I'm like, yeah. I feel like he's not going to average 15. I don't know. Maybe... I uh, think what did he average last season? Was it like 18? Um, that's a fantastic question. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I see him more as like a guy who, as he gets older, he's going to average fewer points, but maybe even more assists. He's going to put yeah, up put like up, 12 and 10. He put up 16 last year. Okay. I think he's, I think he's more or less bound to stay around that range. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my prediction is DeAndre Ayton is going to have a defensive rating of 105 or lower. So defensive rating, the lower it is, the better. 105 would have put him at third in the league this year. So I think he's going to just have a really, really good defensive season, um, especially like, defensive rating is kind of a team stat as well, so I also think the Sun Stevens is going to be really good, um, which is, you know, a guy like Alfred Payton kind of brings a little bit of that yep. uh, to the team. Yeah, definitely. I, could, and I mean, he was awesome defensively by himself in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, like, just spectacular, so yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, the Nuggets here. So, uh, they're running it back m- more or less from last season. Um, so, Murray will be back eventually. I think he's expected around March. Uh, but until then, the guards are Monte Morris, Ficunda Capasso, Will Barton, Austin Rivers, uh, and Marcus Howard. Um, I didn't put Bones on there. Um, yeah, you got to chuck Bones on there after yeah, yeah. preseason stuff. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Nishon Highland as well. Uh, forwards, we have Michael Poole Jr., Aaron Gordon, uh, PJ Dozier, and Jermichael Green. And then at centre, we've got Jokic and kind of backed up by Jeff Green. He could potentially go on the forwards, but he's the only guy who can play backup centre. Yep. Then again, they have brought Peter Cornelli over from France. I doubt you know that name, but he was drafted alongside Wancho oh. and Malik Beasley. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of... My question is kind of, can they cope without a real backup centre? Unless Najee turns into something, which based on two really bad preseason games, doesn't look likely. Uh, Bol Bol might look like something might not. Then again, he's also not really like a backup center no. uh, for you. He's more of a four or even a three if you really he's want him. Pretty, pretty much a three, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of guys that could maybe slot in at backup center, but they don't have a legitimate backup center, and that really did hurt them a little bit last season. Um, I think they actually did feel the sting of losing Mason Plumley from the season before, yep. and I, I, do, I am concerned about that again, um, just because Jokic played every game last season, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, is he going to keep up the durability? I don't know. Hopefully. But yeah, but you kind of don't want to risk it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think they're definitely in the market for another big. Um, I mean, Jeff Green can play center minutes uh, against a lot of centers in the league. Yeah. Um, but you definitely want someone who just has size when you're yeah. going up against... I mean, the team in my head is always the Lakers, mm. uh, but just how many bigs they have. So, yeah, there's definitely a need for another uh, big man for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just 
I'm interested to see how they go into a season without Murray. And yeah. don't expect him for quite a while, as you said, March um, is towards sort of playoff time. Yeah. Um, sort of what adjustments do they make that they're pretty much going to you know, have for the whole season? Um, sort of, you know, they're not going to have the shock of losing Murray. They're going to go in expecting him not yeah, to be yeah, back sure. and not be healthy or, you know, 100% for a while. And yeah, they've got their backup guards that they kind of brought in, their emergency guards yep. that they kind of brought in last season. And, you know, they have them a bit more here. Yep. Um, I don't know who's starting, though, is the weird thing. Like, Monte Morris has been starting uh, in yep. preseason, but I don't know if he's still going to be. I, I, um, Because Malone started Gimpazo, uh last season when Murray went down, so I don't know who's right. starting. Um, and that concerns me a little bit. Yeah. And especially if Barton's also out, does that mean Doja's starting? Like, I think there's going to be some issues in and out of the lineup, um, right. especially at the guard rotation. So that does concern me. I'm interested into kind of what step Michael Boyer Jr. takes, obviously, yeah. um, and then kind of what step he needs to then take back uh, when Murray does come back. Right. If at all, I mean, if, uh, you know, Murray that's been out most of the year, maybe he's the one that takes a step back, at least for the rest of the season, mm. and lets MPJ stay comfortable with what he's done for pretty much the whole year, which I think also, um, you know, sort of teasing my prediction here is going to be pretty massive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to your prediction then. Uh, yeah, I think... There's a fair chance that both MPJ and Jokic are All-Stars this year. Okay. Yeah, I have pretty... I think, you know, despite no Murray, I think the Nuggets are still going to be one of the best teams in the West. And, I mean, MPJ was putting up... What did he average after Murray went down? It was over 20s easily. It was like 23. Like 20, I think it was like 22, yeah. Yeah, 22, 23. I think he's going to build on that. I think he's going to be sort of a bit more... I, can't, I don't want to say in the flow of the offense because that's how he scores all his mm. points. But, I mean, I guess that's the word I'm using. Um, and maybe just sort of a bit more... I don't even know what the word I'm trying to think of is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you kind of do hope that he starts to create his own shot a little bit. Right. Other than you, Because know, everything he does get comes off Jokic, really. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's either him or it's like Monte Morris setting him up. So, getting his own shot a little bit, being aggressive and attacking the rim a little bit. Like, I don't think... His back is that much of a concern for anyone anymore. I hope it stays that way, but yeah. um, if he can go at the rim, I want him to because he's big. He's he huge. Definitely yeah. can attack the rim. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of want to see him take that secondary playmaker, tertiary playmaker, and you know make his own shot kind of step. Yeah. And then when Murray comes back, he can kind of slot into a third role there, where where I think he kind of should stay um, okay. if Michael Porter Jr. does take that step. Yeah. Um, my prediction is Monte Morris averages. At least four assists per game, and it's a five to one assist to turnover ratio. So I think he has four assists and less than one turnover per game. Yeah, which I thought was nuts when I first read it, but there was a couple of guys last year, including Monte, I think, that had a five to one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he had quite the volume. Uh, yeah, the volume is definitely yeah. a thing. Um, I think he, if he wasn't five to one, he was very close to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Morris is gonna. I think he is gonna start for this team because I th- don't think you can get away with starting Compazzo the whole year, mm. um, even if Doja's going to be your two. Um, but, I th- yeah, I think Morris is going to have a great year. Yeah, and also I have a secondary prediction. Speaking of Doja, before Murray comes back, I think he's going to average 12. Um, yeah. he, he averaged, I think, like eight or nine last season. Yep. Uh, I can definitely see him averaging 12, maybe even up to like 14 uh, yep. before Murray comes back. Yep, definitely. Uh, next one here, onto the Clippers, um, who are obviously without Kawhi this year, but um, their guard rotation is Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, and Keon Johnson, their first-round pick. Um, their forwards are Paul George, Nicholas Batum, Justice Winslow, Marcus Morris, and their centres are Zubach and Ibaka. 
And um, Ramiz, what's your first question for the yeah, team? Yeah, this this team's interesting to me because yeah. I don't know what they want this right. season. I don't know if they want to make the playoffs. I don't know if they want to tank and get a nice uh, high pick. I don't know if they want to kind of just build chemistry and let Kawhi kind of slot back into it next season because I don't think we're expecting him back this season at all. Um, I think there's hope that maybe he's progressing well, but I don't think Kawhi's the one to rush it either. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. Um, um, I don't even know if they have a pick to pick with this year. Surely it's oh. going to the Thunder. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just any of the teams that they traded for. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's kind of just like, what's their goal this season? Yeah. I'm sure they know, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a pretty much similar question is, like, how much will they lean into developing their players versus trying to get to the playoffs pretty yeah. much? Because um, there are a couple of guys here that they need to test out. Um, the big one in my mind is Terrence Mann, who showed a lot of flashes in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and see if he can build on that. Uh, um, GMs voted him most likely to have a breakout season yep. as well. And then he replied to that by saying, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> 42 of them passed on me, uh, which is fantastic. Um, Keon Johnson, who was their first round pick, who has a lot of potential athletically and see what he could do sort of basketball-wise. And also just as Winslow, um, I'm expecting to see, like, I, wa- I think they want to see what they've got in him who's sort of had a few weird years at this point in the last yeah. co- his last couple of years, see if he can get a bit more sort of stable with the Clippers. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with all of that. Um, yeah, but I also think, you know, depending on where their season is going, this could be a team that makes trades. I think there's definitely tradable players on this team. Interesting. I don't see them as a team that makes trades just because they've made all their signings as two-year signings. I think they've sign these guys for two years because they're like, oh yeah, they'll play with Kawhi in two years. Yeah. Rather, like this year is time to maybe build up chemistry and play with Paul George and then next year they'll get to play with both guys. Right. Um, so I don't see them making tra- uh, making too many trades. This, but Actually, I don't see any of these guys getting traded really, think, except maybe like Luke Kennard. I think Kennard, Bledsoe and Ibaka are all guys that could be traded. That sort mm. of... Um, and like they're guys that just could, I don't know, like they could just replace them with other guys that they might see lasting a bit longer. Yeah. For the two year plan that you're talking about. Okay. Because Kawhi hasn't signed that extension, has he? It's only Paul George. Yeah. Oh no, Kawhi signed the max I extension. Think, I think he did. Yeah, that. that's right. He signed the the max. So they're there for the long haul at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So as as for predictions, my prediction is Paul George averages a career high in points, which is uh greater than twenty eight a game. Yeah. Um. I believe you put up twenty eight a game when he was with the Thunder. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so I just think he. Beats that. Uh, it's I, I don't think it's a really crazy prediction considering there's not a lot of other like really great scorers on here. I think um, Man will put up some points. Uh, Luke Kennard will put up some points. Batum might be good for a little bit. Um, Reggie Jackson still maybe is maybe the yeah. best player, on the, second best player on this team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's guy there's other guys who can score, but I think Paul George is going to do the bulk of it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Um, and my prediction here is that actually they do make those trades. I think, I think. Two of Eric Bledsoe, Luke Kennard, and Serge get traded. Uh, Luke Kennard's the one to me that I think they do. I think they try and either A, get off his money, or B, just find someone a bit better, or like someone that will fit better with Kawhi and Paul George. Not that his fit was terrible, but he kind of just didn't do a lot yeah. last year. And then if I had to pick another one, it's probably Serge, because they need a point guard, so I think Bledsoe sticks around. Plus, it's, they seemed hard-pressed to trade Bledsoe in the first place. Um, the... Pelicans. Yeah. Um, so I think Serge maybe finds a team as, or maybe even gets bought out as just someone that's not going to be here in the next two years and the Clippers aren't really sort of any good. Well, I mean, I think they brought him in for chemistry reasons, right? Like, 
he's Kawhi's buddy. I don't I don't see them just buying him out, but we we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Like Kawhi has definitely shown in the past that he's willing to turn on a franchise that doesn't treat him particularly well. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think the Clippers need to be careful about just like buying guys out and trading guys. That's true, but I think Serge could very well go to the Clippers as well and say, "Hey, we're not doing anything this year. I feel like my career is running short. Yeah. Um, time for me to move on. Potentially. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the Mavs now. So, uh, at their rotation, again, pretty similar to last season. Yep. So their guards are Luca, um, Luca, uh, Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, and Trey Burke. Uh, their forwards are Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, uh, Christoph Porzingis, Maxi Kleber, and I wrote Green, but I don't remember which Green. Josh Green. Josh Green. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, and then center, they've got Dwight Powell, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Boban, who they brought back for this season. Yeah. And also, we should probably throw Moses Brown in there as well, who I think is going to get some run. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what are your kind of big questions here? Uh, I'm looking at the new head coach in Jason Kidd. Yeah. Who hasn't been a very good head coach in his previous stops with the Nets and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Seemingly is just back because he was on the Mavs. Pretty for much, a year. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, with a player like Luca, you sure hope he can figure it out. Mm. Um, he was the one that sort of unlocked Point Giannis for a bit there. Mm. Or oh, was that Bud? Was that him? No, I'm pretty sure Jason Kidd's the one who played Giannis at Point Guard. Right, okay. Um, so, you know, he's used to having big playmaking types and sort of unlocking, unlocking guys. Um, I mean, he was a big playmaking type a little bit. That is true. Yeah, that is a good point. Luca and. Uh, kid are not dissimilar players. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just sort of everything else that he has to coach <laughs> as a head NBA coach. I think is in question. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure you've read some of the stories of some of the stuff he pulled with the Bucks. Like, um, he made all the guys like run laps because who was it? Like Thornmaker didn't have an iPhone, and he oh, was man. messing up their all like blue bubble text chat or something like that. <laughs> like he he got really mad and just made all the guys run laps. I think he. I don't remember who got traded during his tenure, but someone was just like, I can't deal with this guy. He like he actually just abused a player and the player was traded. He never played never oh, played wow. for them again. I don't remember who it was though. Okay, yeah, I haven't um, heard any of that stuff. There's some bad there's some bad stories about Jason Kidd. Yeah, I um, heard some stuff with the Nets that he wanted to be made GM while he was there and they sort of turned him down from there, and that's why I think he left the Nets. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like he's been a bit of a hassle to work with. Yeah. Um I'm kind of looking more at the Paul Zinger side side of things. Is he anything? Who knows anymore? Like, legitimately, yeah. I I don't think many people have any confidence in Paul Zingas to really pick anything up. Even if he does kind of pick up his play, he's always injury, you know, he's always an injury risk. Yep. I, I don't know. I But I also don't know who they trade him for if they do trade him. Right. I think the Mavs, it seems like the Mavs are pretty high on him this year. Okay. Um, they, they seem to think he's healthy and that we saw that uh, the report that Pozingas doesn't want to be traded because he seems... Like this year, this is a good fit for him in Dallas this year. Okay, he thinks that he's going to be ready and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm I, I'm hoping he's healthy because the last time we saw him healthy, he was awesome in the the first round against the Clippers the first time in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, uh, he put up like thirty a game and shooting absolute bombs. So hopefully he can get back to that because that makes the Mavs a much more dangerous team. But um, I, yeah, I share your concern until I actually see it. Yeah. Yep. Also, just a shout out to Reggie Bullock as well uh, for also bringing another kind of like scoring dynamic to them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it is something for the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, prediction wise, what do you think? Uh, I'm interested if Tim Hardaway can have a six man of the year type season. Okay. With this team, I think there's definitely you know always a need for scoring. Um, next to Luca. Um, that's sort of what they've been missing out on the last couple of years, especially when Tingus is injured and missing shots. Um, 
So I think him coming off the bench, like he does, I think he could definitely, if this Mavs team is good and he's bringing that spark off the bench, I think he could definitely be a candidate. I wasn't aware he'd be coming off the bench for the entire season. Well, I think he did. I don't think he started. I don't think he started the majority of his games last year. Uh, Why do I feel like he, he was in the playoffs though, right? That is an interesting question. I cannot remember. Okay. I think he was, yeah. How many games did he start? He started 31 of 70 games last year. Okay, so what about playoffs? Uh, playoffs. No, 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 don't scroll down. So go back up, just the tab oh, right, next yep. to regular season. Yeah. yeah, they changed the layout not too long ago. Okay, uh, He started all seven games. He started all seven, okay. Yep. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, look, if he's starting 30 games, again, he's not going to win six man of the year. Like, they're, they're just not going to give it to a guy who started almost half his games. Mm, okay, well, maybe... Uh, he might deserve it. I'm, I'm not saying he might deserve it. I also think that maybe he won't start as many games this year, potentially, especially with Bullock there. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, but I think with like the extension, they might be like, yeah, we should probably start him. He is kind of our third best player. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's... You, you might be right in sort of that sense, but I think his best role is off the bench. Probably, scoring yeah. Scoring against second units, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got uh, Maxi Kleber gets a scoring up to 10 points per game and shoots 45, 40, and 90. Uh, I don't think the 45 is anything crazy, though. That is an improvement. I think he shot like yeah. 42 last season. But yeah, 40 from uh, three, 90 from the free throw line, and just gives them a little bit more. Yeah, um, and maybe so. even gives them a little bit more reason to trade Porzingis um, yeah. if he does improve. It's just sort of insurance if they think Porzingis isn't working. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, next here are the Blazers. Um, obviously, they've got Dame and McCollum. Um, but also uh, Anthony Simmons? Yep, yep. Simons. Oh, Simons. Um, ben McLemore is their guards. Uh, Norman Powell, Tony Snell, uh, Rocco, uh, Larry Nance, and Nazir Little are their forwards. And then Nurk and Cody Zeller are their bigs. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you looking at for the Blazers? Are they blowing it up? Can they? Please? Yeah. Just do me, do me a cheeky solo and blow it up? <laughs> like... <laughs> help out a little bit maybe trade for Simmons even or just something or anything just change something please it's not gonna happen though. I know yeah I I don't think that's on the cards for them I think the Simmons deal is more or less off I'd yeah say, probably at this point. I think if it was gonna happen it would have happened already mm. um, unless they start the season just terribly um, but I think for the most part this is the Blazers team we're gonna be looking at all year yeah and I'm not <laughs> Super optimistic on what it's going to be. No, no, Compa- compared to the rest of the West. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to be any better than they have been any of the previous however many years. I think they're going to be worse just by the fact of the I rest also of the think West being be better. Worse, yeah. yeah. But also their forwards just don't really give them a whole lot outside of Powell. Um, yeah. Rocco doesn't score. Nance doesn't score like that. Uh, Snell is f- efficient. <coughs> He's efficient, hell. but yeah. Uh, but, you know, that was on very, very limited attempts. Mm. Um, and then Nazir Little has been up and down in his career so far. Um, I'm not expecting him to come in and put, you know, light the world on fire. Yeah. His first real season of playing minutes. I mean, I like the Zella pickoff. It's better than Hassan Whiteside. It is, like that <laughs> is a good point. <laughs> but it's also just another big who can't really do anything outside of roll yeah. and rebound. Yeah, it's a, it's a... You know, this team has... A, a pretty high base with Dame and McCollum, yeah. at the very least, and Nurk to an extent. And Powell is, you know, is is a scorer, um, but I don't think their ceiling is anything 
that it hasn't been for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, I don't think they could fall below a 10th seed with these guys. No. So let me just double check it and put them oh, below the 10th seed. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> We'd have some big disagreements <laughs> if you did that. Uh, no, we're good. <laughs> um, I definitely do have them, uh, at least at a 10th seed. Um, at the very least. No spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, but yeah, um, the the ceiling is not high, and it no. has not been high for the last few years. Yeah, this this is a finals or bust team. I think the Jazz are like a year or two away from this. That's interesting. I feel like this team has more time, if anything. Lillard's on a big deal. Uh, McCollum is also on a big deal. Uh, uh, yes, but also we've seen time and time again, Lillard McCollum doesn't work. Lillard is aging. I don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff anytime soon, but he's not getting. He's not getting younger, but I don't yeah. think we've seen any signs of aging yet. That's per se. Um, I think there's, <laughs> if anything, there's still a bit of wiggle room in terms of their forwards that they can move around. Yeah. Um, but as it's currently set, it's it's literally like a three-man show, and that's being generous to Powell mm. to add him in there. Um, yeah, what are your predictions? Uh, Cody Zeller is a career-high mid per game because Nurk is just going to be injured like he kind of always is. He, Tends to be, yep. Yeah, um, it's not a very bold prediction, but yeah, Cody Zell is going to play a lot, which is good, I guess. That is a big. Um, yeah, I've my prediction here is that Dame averages thirty, CJ averages twenty five, and Powell averages nineteen. Um, but they're still one of the lowest scoring offenses in the league. Really interesting. Okay, because their wings are just just not non offensive players. Yeah, there's not a single scorer on that wing except for Powell. That mellow loss really hurts them, <laughs> which is terrible to say. <laughs> yeah. Losing a 36 year old mellow, yeah, is huge to them. Like no can roll and everything, but I don't know. I think teams can. I think teams will live with Dame and CJ and Powell. Yeah, a, a bit. You know, obviously you can't let Dame go wild, but yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, next up is the Lakers. The big story. Um, the the guys everyone wants to talk about. So, yep. uh, their guards are Russell Westbrook, Rajon Rondo, uh, Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn, and Malik Monk. Uh, their forwards are Trevor Ariza, LeBron James, Melo, and Taylor Horn Tucker. And their centers are AD, he could be a four, depends yep. what you want, uh, Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan, who I don't think will play, but I thought I'd list him anyway. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? He's had some preseason fun. Um, well, the big question is how old will they look? Because this is an old mm. team. Um, I mean, I, me personally, I don't think I'm too worried about it for the most part. I yeah. think the the ones I'm a tad worried about are sort of mellow to an extent and, like, they're bigs uh, in Dwight and DJ. Yeah. Um, but Dwight's always in good shape and that's sort of all he needs to be to be Dwight mm. for the most part. So, I mean, there is definitely that question. Rondo is also an interesting one um, if he gets old. But, um, I mean, it and. Sort of maybe not even the sense of dropping off, but like endurance. It's a long. It's back to being a normal season this year. Yeah. Um. There will be travel again, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. No. Um. In terms of age, DeAndre Jordan's probably the only one I'm really worried about. Like right. in that, I don't think he's going to play that much because I think he just will look very old. Yep. Um. Mello. I mean, if he plays his role right, he's not going to really struggle with endurance. He's going to take what like five, six, maybe like seven or eight shots a game. Yeah. Um. And just I don't know, jack up threes, basically. Um, and I think he'll be fine there. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of more. I'm more interested by the chemistry and mm. like just the amount of turnover. Obviously, some of these guys were on the roster a couple of years ago, but like this is a very, very different roster. I believe only three guys retained from last season in Taylor Hood, Tucker, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of exciting things in that. Like a bit of a shake up. Obviously, they lost in the first round last year. 
Um, partially because of injury, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, like, this shake-up might actually be really good for them. So, I'm really interested by um, yeah. how uh, Anthony Davis looks alongside, like, LeBron and Russ Westbrook, like, how their big three looks. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads into my prediction uh, in that I think Anthony Davis is going to have a career high in points. Uh, I just think yeah. he's... I mean, eventually this has to be his team. Why not right. this year? Yeah. Um, and he's just going to feast off LeBron and uh, Russell Westbrook creating for him. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree that he's going to feast. I think <laughs> the answer to your why not this year is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> mm. um, but I think there's def- this could be AD's year. Um, just to quickly touch on the chemistry again. Yeah, I think the c- it is a new roster, but I think they're all mates, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that helps them quite a bit. But uh, the basketball floor sort of changes that a touch in, in terms of actually being good together. Um, yeah, my prediction is that they sort of just run through the West this year. Okay. Uh, uh, their star started, they're kind of deep. Um, and I think LeBron stays healthy by playing like his fewest minutes in quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, quickly touch uh, the Lakers. Apparently, Ariza's out six to eight weeks to start the season. Okay. Uh, he's had some injury. So, I guess that means Melo's probably starting? He's, uh, he probably or, would be starting anyway. Or THT, honestly. I'm not sure THT is starting. I, I feel like I've heard reports on who's starting. Um, okay. And I think Melo might be. I think Melo actually even over a razor if he, when he comes back. Yeah, But okay. I'm not entirely sure. That's interesting, yeah. Um, next, we have the Grizzlies. Um, who Their guards are Ja Morant, uh, Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, DeAnthony Melton, and Chris Dunn. Their forwards are Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, uh, Triple J, Brandon Clark... Uh, Jarrett Culver and Zaya Williams, and the centers are Stephen Adams and Xavier Tillman. Um, and sort of the big question for both of us, I'm assuming, is how will they look after that Valanciunas trade? Yeah. Um, who you said was their best player last year. I stand by it. Yeah, I mean, that's not an incorrect statement. Um, and then they've obviously traded him for Stephen Adams, who doesn't do as much mm. sort of by himself. Yeah. Yeah, and especially in terms of spacing. <clears throat> um, I was looking at some of these numbers. Like, I think I, f- I forgot to write them down, but I'm pretty sure. Valentinus shoots like I think like forty percent of his shots um from outside like nine feet. I think okay. Stephen Adams is like twelve or something yeah. like that, if that. Um so the the spacing is not gonna look great, I don't think. And I think that's gonna kinda get in the way of some of these other guys, uh, which okay. concerns me a little bit. Um I do expect some of the uh younger bigs, so Brendan Clark and uh, Triple J to kind of take a bit of a step yeah. up. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh, I'm I am concerned after the Valentinus trade. I just don't think they got significantly better. No, I, I don't think they got better. I think they just changed a bit. I mean, I think they've definitely lost the impact of Valentinus, but I think you know with with the spacing, I think they just changed their style of play a bit more. I think we see a lot of Triple J at center this yep. year for the spacing, but I also think there's less sort of just mid range stuff and more just like attack the rim, pick and rolls with Steven Adams and John Morant. Yeah. And sort of kicking out the shooters more than there was sort of hitting Valen shooters off the roll in the mid-range and letting him that hit that little roll shot or anything like that. Mm. Um, so I think it's not necessarily like, for me at least, I don't think it's necessarily bad spacing. It's just different offense that's coming with Steven Adams. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also a question, and apparently we have very different answers mm. to this, is what will Jar's next uh, step look like if he takes one? Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a massive jar year this year. I think, obviously, without that Valanciunas scoring, I think it's pretty much going to fall on him to pick that up. And I think he's more than capable. He seems like he's ready for it. It's his third year now, so he's had, you know, two up and down years, like very extreme circumstances. 
um, mm. for those first two years. So I think a normal third year, um, he's going to be more or less ready and fired up to go. Yeah, no, I'm more in the camp of, I think that scoring is going to fall to the bigs, uh, Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, instead. And I, I, I am really concerned about the spacing. I don't know how well this offense flows with Steven Adams in the center, uh, just in the middle there. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's, I obviously I've seen reports about like Dylan Brooks and some of these other guys that not everyone, not all Grizzlies front office or fans are a huge fan of. I don't know. I'm just concerned about how good this team looks. So I don't right. expect Jaws uh, scoring to go up. I, I expect his rebounds and assists both too. I definitely expect his assists to go up yeah. um, because I think that that will go to uh, Jared Jackson Jr. and Brendan Clark right. uh, a lot more. Uh, yeah, well, I've gone yeah, a bit of a different way. I think Jar's going to average over 22 a game, which is three points up from last year. Mm. Um, I think he's going to average over nine assists because you're right, that playmaking is going to be on him. I think with Steven Adams' roles, he's going to be more of a lob target and less of like a post-up option than Valanciunas, obviously. Uh, but I also think they have... like There are shooters on this team in Brooks and Melton and Anderson can hit them. And Desmond Bain's actually like kind of a sneaky lights-out shooter yeah. on pretty high volume at this point too. Um, and I think he's going to average over five rebounds a game as well because, yeah, Jar just mixes it up in there. And I think he's going to be an all-star as well. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, very different predictions there. I'm interested yeah. to see uh, which of us looks more right uh, yeah. come mid-season. Probably you, but I, I like... I wanted to go a little bit okay. controversial with some of these, yeah, just for a bit yeah. of fun. I think this might be your most controversial pick. I think the it one is I disagree well. with the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on to the Warriors, their guard rotation is Steph Curry, Jordan Bull, Michael Mulder, uh, Clay. Not right away. He will. I'm not exactly sure when we're expecting him back. It's. I think like January. Yeah, it's not super late into the season, but it's not right away either. Yeah. Um, and uh, Avery Bradley. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, Otto Porter. Uh, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, uh, Juan Tiscano Anderson, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Damian Lee, and uh, Nemanja Bialica yep. at <laughs> forwards. Um, and then your centers are uh, James Wiseman, uh, Kevin Looney. And um, why did I not write him down? Bell? Oh, yeah, Jordan yeah. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Bell is back again with the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> A very weird relationship with that. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, what's going to happen with Wiggins sort of his offense. I originally wrote this down to mean, is he going to play? Because we had that whole vaccination yeah. uh, bit, but he's vaccinated now, so he's Which is weird, because how did he get fully vaccinated in two weeks? That is an interesting question. Is is one of them's a single shot vaccine, though, right? Isn't oh, Johnson Johnson, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or oh, isn't Moderna also single shot? I'm not sure, actually. Okay. But some <laughs> miracle, he's made it. Um, but also just like his flow in the offense. He averaged 18 a game last year, mm-hmm. which was more than I thought it was, honestly. Um, but sort of, there's a lot of scoring pieces on this team now with Jordan Poole, who's been filling it up in preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Clay's going to be back eventually, and we'll see a bit more of Wiseman and stuff like that. And, yep. there's, and there's a deep team now, so there's stuff off the bench and shooters and all that sort of stuff. So I'm excited to see what his role is, if he can continue to be good defensively like he was last year, um, and also maybe just rebound a bit more playmake a bit more, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and hopefully just start the season a little bit better than he did last year as well. Yeah. Um, definitely a slow start there, yeah. um, especially playing alongside Kelly Uber, who's now gone, but they've replaced yep. him with Otto Porter. Very similar kind of role there. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in what, what the big three is looking like. Obviously, Ste- Steph, Clay, Draymond. Obviously, we don't have Clay for the entire season, but yeah, are they... Are two of those three guys maybe too old slash too injured? Yeah, that is a fair question. Um, yeah, Dre's getting up there well, I mean, he's not necessarily older than all those guys, but he's definitely got 
he's looked less athletic yeah. as the years have gone on. And then, yeah, right, Clay's just came off two major injuries. Kenny's still in different legs, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the one was the knee, one was the Achilles, which isn't great yeah. um, to have major injuries to both legs. But we'll see how he can come back. And obviously his role isn't that of a give me the ball and get out the way. Mm. It's running around and catching open shots and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I obviously they're still going to make a run at the title. But I think at this point, they, they need to start thinking about how much they want to invest in the future and how right. much they kind of want to keep playing their older guys. So they've they've kind of got a really good mix of their old kind of school team in yeah. Steph, uh, Draymond, Clay, and now Iguodala being back. Yeah. But they've also got a lot of these new young guys, uh, Moses Moody um, and Jonathan Kaminga. Yep. And Poole. And Jordan Poole especially, yeah. yeah. And Wiseman, yep. So it is. It, I like this team. Mm. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. Um, I dislike watching them. Yeah, right. You did say this. <laughs> too <laughs> many threes. Too, it, hey, too many threes. It's just not fun to watch at this point. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be more fun if I didn't know what was happening every possession. Right. But I know what's happening every possession. They're going to try to get an open three. Yeah. It's like watching those peak Warriors teams. Uh, not Warriors, sorry. Uh, Rockets teams. Mm. With the, they just chucked a bunch of threes. Um, but this team, for my prediction, is very much reminding me of the 2015 Warriors team. Because mm. this team is deep. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of guys at every position bar sort of their center thing. But um, they've got a lot of guards. They've got a lot of forwards, especially, that they can throw out there. Yeah. And you're right, all of them can shoot threes, <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, this is gonna. I think this is going to be a bit of a throwback season for the Warriors. Yeah. In terms of their success as well, more or less. Yeah. Um, and then my prediction here, and I definitely, I want to just double preface, I made this before preseason yes, started. Yes, I can confirm this. Uh, Jordan Poole is going to average 15 points per game. Honestly, that might be conservative. I could see 18. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, if anything, I think just the depth hurts him, and also Clay coming back eventually. But I think pre-Clay, he could definitely average over 18 again. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's just such a great scorer. He just really moves so well, and he, he's starting to create his own shot a lot yeah. more than he did before, which I think is really interesting. Jordan Poole I enjoy watching, um, yeah. and obviously I enjoy watching uh, Steph, but it's just too much shucking threes that yep. uh, gets on my nerves a little bit. No, that is completely fair. Uh, next team here is the Spurs. So their guards are DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker. Uh, their forwards are Dougie McBuckets, uh, Keldon Johnson, Thaddeus Young, Alfred Camino, and Devin Vassell. And their centers are Zach Collins, uh, Jacob Pertle, Yuck. oh Yaka Pertle, sorry, and uh, Jock Landale, the big Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are they going for here? Are they trying to make the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know. Slash play in. Are they going to get young? Uh, finally, eventually, whatever the <laughs> well, word. Is. Zach Collins and Jock Landale coming in don't seem to indicate that necessarily. No. Zach Collins not old, but no, he's like twenty five, I think. Jock also isn't old, but he's like he's, I think he's like twenty six or twenty seven, yeah. so he's definitely not young. Um, in terms of basketball, anyway. Um. Yeah, it's sort and of... And like Dougie McBuckets and Thaddeus Young. Yeah. And Alfred Camino, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting blend of young and old. Sort of not as intriguing as the Warriors' blend. No, definitely <laughs> um, not. But in a similar vein, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it's... The Dougie McBuckets signing was weird to me mm. from the get-go. Um, I mean, someone's got to score, I guess, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Keldon Johnson's going to pick up that yeah. mantle, who we're both <laughs> excited for, um, to sort of see as potentially a first option. Offensively, I think he's gonna. Ha- I think yeah. he's gonna be. Yeah, he kind of yeah. has to be. It's either him or Dougie McBuckets. <laughs> yeah, I think this is more or less going to be a, a team of collective offense. Yeah, it's just going to come from everywhere. Um, but yeah, an interesting Spurs team that 
sort of needs to pick a direction. Mm. Yeah. Which they have for a year or so already. Um, but now, without DeMar DeRozan especially, especially, they need to decide what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think this is a team that also needs to look at trades. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, Thaddeus Young and Alfred Camino could both go to contenders. For sure. Um, Players contenders would very much like to have. Yeah. Um, potentially willing to give up a young guy for. Yeah, definitely. I'm still on the big DeJounte Murray and stuff for Ben Simmons. Yeah. I think that's one of the better deals out there um, for both teams. And, yeah, there's just sort of guys that can be moved here that sort of need to go. Yeah. I, I mean, think, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think any of these vets are particularly difficult to move or no. on particularly large contracts. I think they're all very tradable. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's your prediction here? Uh, Yucca Pertle uh, is top 25 in Winchester per 48, up from 42nd. Um, <laughs> weird one, I know. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I can't <laughs> fight you on that one. Yucca <laughs> uh, Pertle, advanced stats, darling. I just think he's going to take an even bigger step forward in terms of advanced stats. Okay. And I just was sick of going, this guy's going to have a career high in points. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, I think DeJounte plays himself into a trade, potentially. Uh, I've got here for the sixes, but... Maybe for someone else. And also, maybe for the Sixers, if they think that's the deal for Simmons. Um, but I think DeJounte's going to have a great year, and I think he's going to be sort of, like, if teams can offer a sexy enough con- uh, package back, I think the Spurs, w- you know, would be willing to give up on him. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also think Keldon averages over 18 a game here. Okay. Yeah. That's my um, secondary pick. Sorry, I just want to uh, make one more note about my prediction. Uh, everyone who was top 25 in Winchester per 48 last season either was an All-Star or was like very close to an All-Star, except Mikel Bridges. Okay. Yeah, I think that's interesting then. <laughs> Pirtle's going to make it. I don't think Pirtle's the sort of impact player that Bridges is, but... Then I mean, again, I everyone in like the top 40 was kind of like Colin V. Towns kind of range. Like That's yeah. where we're getting in terms of 40. Right. And Yucca Pirtle's right there, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That is interesting, then. Yeah. All right. Uh, next team up is the Pelicans. So their guards are Devontae Graham, uh, Thomas Sadoransky, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Kyrie Lewis Jr. Uh, their forwards are Brendan Ingram, Zion, Najee Marshall, uh, and Garrett Temple. And then their centers are Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, and Billy Hernan Gomez. Uh, what are you looking for? Um, well, the big one here is Zion's happiness. Yep. Um, he's obviously... There's been a lot of reports on him wanting to get out of... Uh, New Orleans fairly soon, um, but also he's sort of, you know, sort of stepped back from that and tried to play that down a fair yeah. bit. Um, but I mean, the pressure is always on to keep your young star around in a city that's not the most famous. Um, so yeah, I mean, do they make moves to keep him happy if things don't go right? Sort of, what are they doing there? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I fully agree there. Uh, they could maybe... I don't know if this is the year, but they could look at a Brandon Ingram trade. I Actually, no. I don't think this is the year, right. but it's something they maybe consider in the next year or so. Right. Um, a, Brandon, a Brandon Ingram trade. Just try to keep Zion happy and let him just be your number one guy for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested in what Valentinus will do. So, the opposite of what uh, happened to the Grizzlies. They had that trade. Uh, I think Valentinus and his spacing might actually really help the offense a little yeah, bit. Um, I don't see him and Zion playing too much next to each other, though. Zion's not exactly a guy who can play center necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the extra spacing instead of having 
like two of the heaviest guys in the NBA, two of the yeah. biggest guys in Stephen Adams and uh, Zion together. Valanciunas, you could stretch the floor a little bit more, and as I said before, shoots a bit more yep. uh, from the mid range. Yeah, no, that's um, definitely something to look for. I'm looking towards their guards in, uh, in terms of sort of success this season. There's a lot of them, but there's also not a lot of them that I'm super high on in terms of like helping them win this year. Yeah. Um, they obviously traded for Devontae Graham, who is good, but I have my reservations on in a starting role. Yep. And, uh, seems like he's going to have a massive role for this team. Um, Sadoransky was a nice return for... Who did they trade again? I don't remember. Oh, it was part of the three-team, I think. Um, Josh Hart is a solid guy. You know what you have with Josh Hart, I think. Yeah, you've, you know what you've got at him. He's just a solid guy. He's not going to give you like a whole lot of points, but he's going to do sort of the intangibles. Yep. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is the one that I've got my eye on the most in I terms agree, of yeah. taking the biggest step. Um, he's sort of showed some signs of that in preseason so far, but a score off the bench that can just get in his bag. Um, and then Kyra Lewis, who... Had a weird rookie season last year. Then we just didn't play a lot. Yeah. Um, see what he actually turns into. But yeah, I think for me, my prediction, this goes into my prediction, is that they sort of scramble at the deadline to get a sort of impact guard because I don't think anyone on this team is really going to help them. I think Graham can definitely shoot and can play make a bit, but I think he's just going to get eaten alive on defense, especially in a starting role. Yeah. I think like every team is just going to completely tear him apart. Okay. Um, my prediction is it's the exact same prediction as last year I had for Valentunas. Uh, he's going to be top three in rebounds. Yeah. Uh, he was top three in rebounds last year. I got it right. Might as well run it back. Uh, it's not likely. No. <laughs> it wasn't very likely last season either, though. But yeah, know, got it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, playing next to Zion, who doesn't grab as many rebounds as you'd kind of think, but mm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of rooting for you at this point. Yeah. I, I thought last year was crazy, but I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rooting for you now. Yeah. Yeah. We should, I mean, quickly mention Chungus Zion as well. Yeah. He's, he's looking, man. he's looking massive. Um, now he has been injured. Yeah. So he, and it's his foot, so he can't get out there and do conditioning a whole lot. But man, <laughs> that video of him getting out from the presser that everyone's been memeing on is kind of hilarious. I just want to see if there's an image of Zion over Big Chungus. <laughs> Sorry, that image in my head is just very funny. It is quite funny. Yeah, he's a he's looking like a big boy. And I'm kind of worried for him, to be honest, if he keeps keeps that up for the season, which I'm sure he... I don't think he <laughs> possibly can. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> uh, just look it up. Just look up Big Chungus Zion. It's the first image. It's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I am slightly concerned for his like basketball career if he keeps up being in this shape. Yeah, and even like the shape he was in last year, I still think is just too big for him to handle. And like, he just had another injury with his foot. I'm not going to be sort of going too far out on a limb if I say his weight played a part in that. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the Pelicans do or if what Zion does really. I mean, it's kind of up to him to an extent. Yeah, I feel like this was a game of zones joke, but he's not in basketball shape. He is a basketball shape. Yeah, <laughs> which is not how I want my star played. No, be, I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, now the Kings. Yeah. Oh, I took the Pelicans. Yeah, so, yeah. so the Kings here. Um, so Jaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Buddy Heald, and Davion Mitchell sort of make up their guards. Um, their forwards are Harrison Barnes, Mo Harkless, and Mar Marvin Bagley. And their centers are Rashawn Holmes, Tristan Thompson, and Alex Lynn. Um, when you I put mean, it like that, it doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't sound that bad. You're right. But that's also three bigs. And that's sort of our first question is, what do they do with all those bigs? I don't know. Because they just invested in homes. Yep. Um, 
And then they traded for Tristan Thompson shortly mm-hmm. after. And then to boot with that, I think they signed Alex Lenz. So these are all new big men. Indeed. Um, I mean, Holmes makes at least some sense. Oh. Of, of them, it makes the most sense. Right, sure. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Tristan as a backup either. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just the Alex Lenz. <laughs> or even like having Alex Lenz as a backup. It's just all three of them is the interesting part. Yeah. yeah. Alongside, you know, the, the forwards and a Marvin Bagley as well, perhaps. Yeah, a, Bag- a Bagley who can play the five. Yeah, I put him at the four just to make it look a little bit better when I was putting these together. But yeah, I don't know what they, I don't know what they do. I, I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is at this point. It's the Kings' fault. Yeah, but it's like, always the can you blame Luke Walton if he messes this up? Um, <laughs> I hope this isn't an out for him because I think he's a terrible coach as well. <laughs> That's another one of my things. I hope he's on the hot seat and I yeah. kind of hope he goes because he's sort of, to me, in my eyes anyway, sort of ruined this Kings team from, he came in after they had that fun year, I'm pretty sure, and then like slowed the pace right down. Mm, and they yeah. went from being one of the fastest teams in the league to one of the slowest, which makes no sense. With De'Aaron as yeah. your starting point guard or then, whatever. Yeah, but... um. I don't know whose fault it is, but I, at least uh, Tristan is tradable. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's on a nice deal. He's on a one-year deal. I think this is. I think this is one-year eight mil left on his deal. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much a mid-level kind of. Yeah. So I mean, at least they could trade him. So it's not completely terrible, but yeah. it is kind. Of, it's very Kingsy. It's very funny. It is very Kingsy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess the question is, do they? Can they make a playoff push? I think they're eh. definitely going to try. Yeah, they will try. <laughs> they will they definitely will try. try. And um, I mean, there is some there is some hope on this team. This is a competent looking team for sure, for the most part. Um, but I don't know if it's anything special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prediction wise, I think Marvin Bagley plays three percent of his minutes at small forward. Just a bit of banter. Yeah, just a that's a prediction. Yeah, that is a prediction. Um, I mean, if we've seen Markinen play <laughs> some yeah. small forward. Um, I don't know who officially was playing small forward in the... In surely the, wasn't Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, might have been. Oh, man. Um, yeah, a bit of a teaser for our East predictions. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would be surprised, but 3% is 3%, so maybe who knows. Um, yeah, my prediction here is that Tyrese leads the team in assists. Um, I think he's going to have the main playmaking role. Um, and I think he helps Fox's efficiency go up to over... Uh, Forty-eight and a half percent field goal, which That's would be high. Yeah, yeah, which would be a career high. Um, yeah, by only half a percent, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's higher than that. Yeah, yeah, I think Fox takes on just more of a scoring role. Yeah, I mean, I just think in either case, Tyrese is definitely going to take a step up. I yeah. would not be shocked if he leads the team in assists. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see their guards at least, especially Davion Mitchell. Um, I want to see what he goes at, like looks like defensively against real NBA people. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the Wolves now. At guard, they have D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, and obviously Anthony Edwards. Uh, at four, they have Josh Okogi. Okogi? Okogi, I think. I think, yeah. Uh, Torian Prince, uh, Jaden McDaniels, and Jared Vanderbilt. And that center, they have Carlton Towns and Nas Reed. Uh, what are you looking at? Um, for me, it's can they just outscore teams? Because yeah. that, that guard lineup you just uh, set that's out loud was massive. It is big. That's a, that's a lot of stuff there. Um. Maybe not so much Beverly, but the other three definitely. And then you've got Towns to boot, and Reed can score. Um, their wings can hit shots more Prince or less. Prince is a good short. Uh, oh yeah, scorer Prince. as well. Yep. yep. Um, so there's a lot to like offensively about this team. Um, and I've, you know, there's not a whole lot on the other end. Um, we'll be looking at Beverly, obviously. Towns hopefully can keep. He's been getting better yeah. defensively. Hopefully he can keep that up. Yeah, and, I think uh, the question is, like, can Beverly put a defensive mindset on this team? Yeah, that he's would, the right guy for it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah that would be. Fantastic. Hopefully he doesn't, like, 
scare the young guys <laughs> a bit or like give them some bad habits. Either. I don't know who there is to scare here. D'Angelo Russell's a bit of a vet now. Malik Beasley's a bit of a vet. I don't think Ant's going to be faced. No, Ant's not scared of nothing. <laughs> Ant's amazing. <laughs> I love that dude. Um, I guess you're right in that way. Um, but their wings are, they're all good defensively. Their wings have, give them nothing offensively, more or less. Except but, Prince, but yeah. Except Prince. But um, defensively, they're all like long and solid guys. So, I mean. There's an interesting mix in this team between mm. their guards and their forwards, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if only they had like two defensive guards and two offensive forwards right. instead of four offensive or three offensive guards and <laughs> the yeah. forwards, yeah. Yeah, no, that would um that would definitely be good. Um I'm also looking at Ant here to see what he does in the second year, especially because there is a lot of scorers on this team. Yeah. Um whether he becomes more focused is the word I've used where he's not taking so many uh, I've got the ball may as well shots. That, yeah. he, that he tends to take. Um, and he said many times that if he hits one shot, he thinks he's hot, so he's going to keep shooting. Mm. <laughs> I think you might have to rein that in a touch. A touch, With yeah. um, D'Lo hopefully healthy and Beasley now there for the whole season and Towns, obviously. Yeah, instead of, Ru- <laughs> instead of like Rubio fe- feeding him. Yeah, <laughs> Rubio <laughs> literally being his vet, being like, hey, here you go, just keep getting yeah. the ball. Um, but no, I'm super excited for Ant. And I'm kind of excited for this team. I don't know how good they're going to be, yeah. but it's a fun team. I think that will definitely be fun, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, I think, leads me into my prediction. I think Towns, Beasley, Ant, and Dealer will average 75 points per game combined. So yeah. that's about 18 each, um, yeah. which is a lot. That is a lot. But they, they've all proven they can do it. Yep. I think Towns... See, I think Towns' scoring goes down a little bit. I think Beasley's scoring goes down a little bit. I think Dealer and Ant both have about 19. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're all sort of going to be within like like four, two, two to three. Yeah, I've, I've like four, two, three or four points of yeah. each other. Yeah, um, eighteen to twenty-two kind of range. Yeah, um, for me, I think D'Lo he might be the lowest scorer on this team because he's going to have to do the most playmaking for the most part. Um, there's not a lot of playmaking on this team, which is maybe one of their bigger problems. Um, Bevy's, Beverly's obviously their off guard, but he's not doing a whole lot of playmaking and pick and roll and that sort of stuff. So I think uh, D'Lo is going to average over eight assists a game, which would yep. be a career high for him. Uh, Towns is not a bad playmaker from that the same position either. You can definitely put him in the low post and have him feed out a yeah. little bit. But I think, yeah, his best role is just like scoring buckets because yeah. he can do it from everywhere. Um, next, the Thunder, um, who's surprisingly aren't the last team. Shout out to the Rockets. Um, <laughs> uh, they've got Shea, Teo Maladon, uh, Terrence Mann, our man, uh, and Josh Giddy, also our man. Um, their forwards are Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, and Poku. And their centers are Isaiah Roby, Derek Favors, randomly, and Moose. Uh, or Moose Gala. Yeah. It's Trey Man, right? Oh, yeah, Trey Man. I said yeah. Terrence Man. Sorry. Yeah, Trey Man is our man. Trey is our man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what's Shea going to do for me? Uh, that's mm. my big question. Um, he put up crazy numbers last year uh, for like 30 games and then set out the rest of the year. With an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is not necessarily a more competitive team than last year, but I think it's definitely worth him playing with all these guys, just trying to figure out who they're going to keep and how it's all going to work. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the year to kind of start really consolidating which young guys you want to carry forward and then start adding more guys to that. Yeah. Um, they're not burdened by um, an Al Horford contract anymore. They have room. Right. Um, though they don't really have any big contracts to trade, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, what's yeah, what's Favors' contract? Is it eight or something like that? I don't know, but it's yeah. probably the biggest. It's probably the biggest. They have the lowest um, salary cap in the league, I think. That right makes now. sense. It's yeah. under 50. Uh, apparently, the Pistons have more dead money than the 
fun to have current money. Which really? Is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Especially after that uh, DeAndre buyout that they took part in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, not a, not a lot of money on this team and a lot of rookies, which I think is, yeah, the, what they're going to have to try and look at. Yeah, but still fun. Yeah. Definitely just fun to watch a lot of these guys kind of just go at it with, just yeah, go out there and just try to be the player they're supposed to be, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> it'd be interesting how they, how cohesive is it, it is as a team, mm. especially when a lot of guys trying to prove themselves. But I think it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've also asked, how can the three-guard lineups? Are you saying, like, Shea? Oh, uh, yeah, Shea, Man and Giddy, yeah. or Maladon also in there with some of those guys. Um, I think, yeah, obviously the sizes are there. Uh, Man's the smallest of those, but Shea's a big guard, yeah. Giddy's a big guard. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they can all work together. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could definitely see it. But again, it's we don't really know what we have, especially with men. We don't know what we have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Like this is something we'll we will actually see. Yeah. And another uh, quick thing here: how many first rounders do you think they pick up this season? I've got the over under at one and a half. You're over under in that. They got so yeah. Wait, this season including like up until when? Up until the deadline. Right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Hmm. This one's a tough one. Yeah. Because they got a lot of cap. They're gonna. There's a lot of cap. Who's gonna get? So favors. They're gonna get the over because they're gonna get Kevin Love. They're gonna <laughs> get Kevin Love. Wow. <laughs> they're gonna take on Kevin Love. That'd be <laughs> big. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I see. I don't know if the Cavs would give up two first round picks to get off Love. I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, we'll, see. we'll see. I'm also going to go the over just yeah. to like keep up the trend of what they've been doing. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is another one of your predictions that I've very much interested in. Oh, this one is purely just like um, serving my own like right. needs, basically. Um, Trey Mann's going to lead us rookies in scoring. I don't actually believe that, but I predicted he's going to be the best rookie from the class yep. uh, using the uh, formula that we did an episode on a few weeks ago. Uh I'm sticking with it, I guess. Yeah, gonna make some pretty. I gotta back myself. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's gonna look good. Trey's our man, but I don't know about this one. Sad- <laughs> Sadiq didn't lead all rookies in scoring. That is true. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm excited to see, man. I think this is definitely <laughs> yeah. an interesting pick. Uh, my pick here is that Baisley averages a double double. Um, he's, okay. he's been playing more and more. He looks pretty good and is like doing some interesting stuff. Last season, I think he's just gonna conti- <clears throat> continue to build off that. Yeah. Also, I kind of think we might see something from Poku. I'm not entirely sure, but mm. I think uh, he might become less of a meme player. But I hope so. Yeah. All right. And our last team in the West before we get to our standings is the Rockets here. So uh, their roster is John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, uh, DJ Augustine, and Dante Exum at guards. Uh, their forwards are Jay Sean Tate, Daniel House, and Kenny Martin Jr. And their centers are... Uh, Christian Wood, yep. yeah, um, <laughs> Daniel Tice and Alperin Sh- Alperin Shengun, yep. Um, will Wall be around all? That's another guy. Uh, the Thunder might go for. Yeah, him that'd as be well. interesting. Oh, surely not though. They've already got too many guards that they can't take. Well, they're not going to play him. They'll just be like, give give picks. Oh, right, and just buy him out. Yeah, maybe. Um, that could very well be a thing. Actually, that's interesting. Um, yeah, how long will Wall be around though? Because it's. I think they've agreed uh, that he's not going to play at least, and that. Um, they're looking to move him. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think it's going to hurt the team in any sort of way, him not playing or anything like that. It's just interesting how long, like, is there a trade out there for John Wall? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to look for. Um, similar also for Eric Gordon. 
who I kind of forgot was in the league. Um, <laughs> he's just been sitting on the Rockets for a few years. Yeah, actually. Like, I mean, he's not bad. He's definitely worth something. Uh, I think he's worth something to a contender. I think if he was worth something, wouldn't he have moved already? Like, surely last year was the year to get rid of Eric Gordon. No, I, uh, everyone, I everyone left last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that's why I forgot about him, because I... <laughs> like I sort of just expected him to move, yeah, and then didn't pay that much attention to the Rockets. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll get a bit of run for maybe the first month of the season, and then they might just sit him and wait for him to get traded, um, just to sort of give him some value. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anything you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested in the young guys. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not super in the no one rookies, but Jalen Green has looked very interesting so far. Um, but I'm I'm very interested in Jason Tate and Kevin Porter Jr. Especially, I think Kevin Porter Jr. could be a real bucket getter. Yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of what they do this season. Yeah, there is a, a lot of young guys on this team to look out for. I'm super excited to watch the Rockets. To be honest, they're yeah. one of my favorite teams to look forward to. They're they're a team that I know so little about that my prediction is DJ Augustine will average four assists per game because he's like the one player I feel confident I can actually say something about. Right, <laughs> he's also the like the one player that's like gonna pass the ball on this team. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. Um, so yeah, I think that's maybe a spot on prediction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, my prediction is that Jalen Green's gonna average twenty two and five. That's I can't remember lot. if I meant That's five assists lot. or five rebounds. Maybe I, both. I th- I'm not gonna go with assists. I'm gonna change it to rebounds, whatever I meant. Um but he is a straight up bucket getter. He's a killer. I love Jalen Green. He's probably my rookie of the year pick. Twenty two is a rookie. That's yeah. interesting. He's okay. Sick. Well, I mean, this Rockets team is gonna be give it to KPG and give it to Green and get out the yeah. way, more or less. It's just finding them buckets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of, we will make our award predictions next week. Yes. Um. Yeah. So no spoilers there. No I guess spoilers. Dylan might have just spoiled it. Yeah. Whoops. All right. <laughs> all right. Um. So that's all of the teams. Let's get to our standings. I'm yes. interested here. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Okay. Um. Shall we start from fifteen to one? I think that's the way to do it. All right. Uh. Have you got you ready? Yours ready? I do. My fifteen seed is the Rockets. My fifteen seed is the Thunder. Interesting. Yeah. I think the Thunder are just gonna enjoy trying guys out for the most part. See, I think the Thunder are going to try some guys out and I think they're actually going to work some of them and they might win a few games because right. of that. I also think they just have less guys than the Rockets who yep. are my 14th seed. Okay. Um, my 14th seed is actually the Kings. Whoa! Yeah. There's literally no way, Ramiz. I have <laughs> no confidence in the Kings this season. Oh my goodness, that's a spectacular pick. <laughs> I kind of thought about... Anyway, we'll get to that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. my 14th is the Rockets. Um... I just think they have a lot of guys to try out, and they'll just be fun. But I, yeah, I could see them as the 15th seed. Yeah. Um, the reason I have the Kings is, yeah, I just don't have the confidence that they have a competent lineup to kind of throw out there. They've got guards, for sure. But, like, the uh, rest of the lineup, I just don't know how well they fill it out. I don't know. Isn't Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes competent? Eh. They're bi- all their bigs are competent. They're, they're just really a meh I team. Think- I don't think they're going to be, like, awful, but I also don't think... I, I don't know. I can also see them just trading some of their guys because they're the Kings. I mean, definitely. I mean, I can't count the Kings out for being terrible, but I, I definitely don't think they're the 14th seed. That's very interesting. Okay. Who have you got for 13? I do have the Thunder here. The Thunder there, yeah. I think that's sort of their peak, if anything. I've got the Spurs here. Okay. Um, I don't think their roster is super good. I think they're going to be trialing Keldon Johnson as their first option, which, while I think it's going to look good for a guy that hasn't been that before, I don't think it's going to be a lot of wins. Yeah. Um, and I think they're liable to make some trades that make them worse, yeah. Yeah, and for that reason, I have the Spurs at 12. Yeah, I've got the Kings at 12 here. Okay. Um, okay, so we're not too far off. I thought you were going to, like, put the Kings at, like, nine. We're not we'd... too far off, but I definitely have a tier 
difference between the Kings and sure. the yeah. Rockets and the Thunder. Um, yeah, I think the kid, the Kings have... I think this is the most competent Kings team in a few years. No, two, two years ago they were a ninth seed. Okay, well, maybe outside of that, but definitely... No, wasn't that three, three years, years, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the last two years have sort of... They've been trialing some guys that maybe shouldn't have been trialed or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think... And Fox is getting better. Reese getting better. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yep. Um, who's your 11th seed? I have here? the Wolves. Okay, who am I going to take? Because I've got two teams here that are interchangeable. Well, who are they? They are the Wolves and the Pelicans. I have the Pelicans at 10. I think I'm going to put the Pelicans at 11. Okay. And the Wolves at 10. I just don't trust the Pelicans guards. And I also don't trust Zion being healthy. I just don't trust the Wolves organization. That is fair. <laughs> uh, it is the last year of this organization. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is too. And then the, yeah. buy- the buyout... Well, the selling yeah, happens the selling next year. Of the team, yeah. Which is interesting because A-Rod, who is the baseball player that bought the Wolves uh, yeah. and also the Lynx, um, he was at the media day this year just hanging out with the players. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Yeah, yeah which is like fair. He's going <laughs> to own the team next year. But also, I wonder how the current owner feels. Like, was the current owner there? Like, well, the there? current owner is making millions of dollars off of A-Rod. I think that is, right. That <laughs> is true. But it was interesting <laughs> that he was just hanging out. He's like, oh yeah, next year. Yeah. I'll be your boss. Um, and then for the Timberwolves, I just thought their offense is going to be too good, and I kind of think their defense will be decent enough. Yeah, no, I just, I kind of trust the stars of the Pelicans a little bit more than I trust the stars of the Wolves. That might be fair. Like, I think Ant's going to be very good, I think Dan's going to be very good, but I think Zion has a high ceiling in both of those guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they're kind of interchangeable for me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nine, I have the Blazers. I have the Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah. Who do you have at eight? Uh, the Clippers. Interesting. Okay, we will get there, because I have the Grizzlies at eight. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Blazers at nine. I mean, I think they will actually make the playoffs. I think they'll win the play-in. I, I'm kind of this is my regular season standings, if that makes sense. Like yeah. this isn't post play-in. Right. Um, I think they will, like make whoever they beat. Um, whoever they beat out in the play-in. But yeah, I just don't think they're going to be that good. I think other teams around them have probably gotten better, especially like the Grizz and the Warriors. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, I've got the Grizz. I think I think they're going to be better than last year. Obviously. Uh, puff jar up a bit there and I think the rest of the team will get better I just think the rest of the West is still better than the Grizzlies okay yeah uh, including the Clippers who I have at 8 yep. I just think Paul George will be better than anyone on the Grizzlies and like they'll just sort of hobble together a better season yep. and Terrence Mann will get better and stuff like that yeah, yeah I have the Clippers at 7 for the same reason yeah I have the Blazers at 7 I, okay. think, I think Dame and CJ and Powell to an extent will just be too good I think like that's just sort of where they'll like, naturally end up. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I see them naturally in the 7 to 9 tier, so we've kind of got them there. Yeah, yeah. Um, number 6, I've got the Warriors. I've also got the Warriors, but I'm toying here with moving them up a touch. Mm. Um, especially if Clay comes back decent, but I've, I'm happy to leave them there at 6 for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, there's just... A, I, to me, there's just a lot to like about this Warriors team. I agree. From top to bottom. And if Steph... I think Steph's not going to put up 32 again this year. But I don't think he needs to, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he needs to, but if he does, I mean... I could definitely see them moving up a few spots. Yeah, I just think they've got a few too many young guys to put them in, like, the top. Yeah, and I think they will be playing those young guys yep. a fair bit. Uh, five, I have the Mavs. I also have the Mavs. Yep. Yep, this seems like the place to be. They did get better, but they didn't get really that much better. They got one more shooter in the offseason, mm. and I'm not sure how much of a difference that really makes. Yep. K, like, they really want KP to be good this yep. year. I think we might start differing in our top four here. Okay. Uh, four, I have the Nuggets. I also have the Nuggets. Okay, never mind. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even without Murray... But obviously, with MPJ getting better, they're still like Jokic is the MVP. Yeah, um, I think they're still 
a top four team. Yeah. Your prediction of them actually being top four going into the also break, I disagree. I think they'll be fifth or sixth, but I think yeah. Murray coming back will kind of propel them back yeah. up to fourth. It'll be close for yeah. sure, but like I don't see them necessarily as uh, top four the entire season. Yeah. Three, I have the Lakers. Ooh, I have the Jazz here. I think the Lakers... Look, I know we're not super concerned about age. I just... I know Russell Westbrook will care. I just don't know how much anyone else will. I think Russ is going to make everyone <laughs> care, though, is the thing. Also, have you seen AD? He looks massive. <laughs> okay. He, at media day, he looked absolutely yoked. Like, I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, I, I also do not fully expect everyone to stay healthy here. I think AD is going to miss time, as he always does. And yeah. LeBron, is. this is now maybe a trend of him missing a little bit of time yep. here and there. So, yeah, I've got them at three. That's not completely unfair, yeah. Uh, you have the Jazz at three. I think they're going to take a bit of a step back from last year just with their age. Um, but I like. I, th- I think Donovan's going to take another step, but I still think the teams I have above them are better. Okay. Yeah. Well, two, I have the Suns, actually. I have the Suns at two Okay. As well. Yeah. Um, I think they're pretty much going to be more or less the same as last year with just like a bit more help around the edges as Chris Paul. Like he can take a bit of a step back. Yeah. Not, not from like... Being worse, but just like there's more guys. He now. just needs to do a little bit less. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm in the exact same boat. I think they're as good as last year, maybe yeah. a little bit better. Um, and that's why I have the Jazz at one. I don't see them as any worse than last year. Yeah, I just think the age is a bit interesting. They did add some extra pieces, which is nice. Mm. Um, in Rudy Gay, who I think you're right, will look a bit older, but I still think he'll be impactful. He'll be contributor. Yeah, still. and Pascal is also a nice little pickup. Um, honestly, maybe the reason I put the Jazz at three was just because. Whiteside's there. <laughs> and if they're going to play minutes, they're going to lose some goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I certainly did consider the Jazz at three, but I don't know. I felt like there was no reason not to put them at one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, my reason is the Lakers. I think the Lakers are just going to cruise through the regular season. I think if Russ is healthy, they don't even need LeBron to be trying 100% because Russ is just going to go out there and just like try his ass off. And like they're deep. They have they have guards off the bench that can do stuff. They have forwards that can hit shots. They have big bigs. Um, yeah, I just think they're kind of going to run through the West okay. without even really trying. Okay. Yeah. So our top six were all largely the same. Yep. Bit of bit of a change up in there. But yeah, uh, I think the East is where we'll differ a bit more. But we yeah. will get there uh, in the next episode or yes. the previous episode, depending on which one you listen to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to add to the West? Uh, to the West? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at uh, stat underscore stuffers. I haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>